1: I'm joined in preseason action by my running back partner, Alex Wong. Alex. What's up? Preseason mode. Uh, On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like the most preseason game you've ever seen, this game between the Raptors and the Bulls ranks as?
2: This is like, this is up there, man. Like, I'd rather they play like a foreign team and then it's kind of fun. But they played the Bulls. Jim Boylan was coaching like he was trying to get into the NCAA Final Four. Oh, (laughs) man. Almost called it. I think they're practicing on the court right now, to
1: be honest. At one point in the second quarter, Matt Thomas uh, drove past the closeout and tried to attack the middle. The referees called him on a traveling because he moved his pivot foot. And Jim Boylan jumped off the bench, did the little shuffling uh, or t- travel sort yeah. of sh- uh, move, and was you know basically jumping up and down. It's right? a big
2: win. Every win counts, man.
1: He's got this team playing really hard. I feel like the Bulls this year can be a team that uh, will frustrate people. But anyway, so the Raptors lose this game, one hundred five to ninety one. Really, the game was a lot more lopsided than this final score indicates because the Raptors actually closed the gap with a thirty to fourth quarter. But the thing that, to know here is that the Raptors were in Japan like as recently as what Thursday. Yeah. So um, they went back like
2: what forty eight hours. Exactly. About, yeah, uh, and
1: everyone is super jet-lagged. Like, that's, yeah. We're talking about like an 11-hour time difference.
2: The top, like what, except for OG, the top, like what, seven guys in the rotation didn't play today?
1: Yeah, Kyle's out. Kyle has yet to play in preseason. We'll talk about that in a sec. Mark was out. Serge was out. Norm was out. Fred, Fred was out. Pascal. Pascal. Yeah. I mean, like, man... Uh, it's just everybody was was really not in action, and a couple of those guys we did actually see warm up and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's that's cool to see. At least I got in, got some rhythm. But like, yeah, I mean, everyone's just really jet lagged. Um, we can talk about the game itself. It's not really that important, I guess. We can talk about first off, like, are you concerned that this team has had such a short amount of time together to get everything to gel? Like, for example, Kyle Lowry hasn't even played yet. Not even like training camp. He hasn't even played training camp.
2: Yeah, you know what? I'm not concerned at all, just because the core guys have played together, right? And and I think Nick was talking about this post-game, too, today, is that they did get some minutes together. I mean, outside of Kyle, you know, Mark came back for the second game in Japan. So the starters and and the main rotation guys got a lot of minutes together in, in the two games in Japan. And, you know, I usually, I'm I'm sure you are too, like I don't put a lot of stock into the preseason anyways. Yeah. And, you know, I'd be more concerned, honestly, if they were integrating a lot of new pieces. And, I mean, in a way they are, but these are a lot of guys that are going to be at the end of the rotation that are going to be coming off the bench. And, you know, I'm not too concerned. You know, if there is one concern, it is, um, you know, I'd like to see maybe Kyle get some minutes on Friday when they play Brooklyn, their last tune-up. Yep. But I mean, if opening night against the Pelicans is the first time we see Kyle this season, then so be it. You know, it might take him a week or two to work back into kind of whatever shape you you know we want Kyle to be in. But no, overall, not too concerned.
1: Yeah, I think uh, what helps is that okay, there's only one more game, but there are still lots more time to practice. Like we're talking about the all of next week is just gonna be practices. Yeah, like they're just gonna
2: be home this week. Yeah, they're just gonna practice and and get over jet like jet lag is a real thing.
1: Oh no, for like, sure. Like you know, like these guys
2: have to like get their body clocks and all this stuff adjusted back. We've been to the homeland.
1: <laughs> Are we doing this now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's just it's stick a, it's, to the script. It's a it's a long flight, man. It's like sixteen hours. Like yeah. you know. Um, no, all right, it's a, it's a real thing, but yeah, yeah, so whatever. So most of the main guys didn't play, and of course, because of that, the Raptors kind of got, uh, I mean, they didn't get washed, but like the Bulls scored 39 points in the third quarter. It was kind of funny to watch, yeah, um, it got out
2: of hand a little bit.
1: <laughs> I, I gotta say, for, uh, I gotta commend the crowd. So this is the only preseason game in Toronto, and uh, you know, I can only imagine that these were some discounted seats, things like this. At least I hope they were discounted well, seats. Well, I
2: know a friend who, who messaged me during the game. He apparently paid 120 bucks for two tickets. <laughs> was
1: he sitting courtside? Like, what, no, what's I, going on, The view man. looked like it was from the 300s. Oh, God. Yeah. God.
2: And God. he spent the entire second half taking photos of us from far away that's, in the uh,
1: gondola. That's so. an incredible scam. <laughs> that's an incredible scam. Um... Well, I mean, wow, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say this is great value. But I would say at least shout-out to the fans that were there. Like, they made a lot of noise. They did. Even though the fourth they quarter did. when the Raptors were closing in between, yep. like, a 30-point game yep. to, like, yep. a 15-point game, crowd is going nuts. DeWan Hernandez makes a floater. Everyone's going crazy. Yep. Uh, The Raptors fans, we, we live up to our reputation. Yeah, shout
2: out to the fans, man. Cheering uh, like there was pizza on the line.
1: Yeah, no, only 91 points available tonight. Um. Okay, let's talk about the players that actually played. So, which guy caught your eye the most?
2: Matt Thomas.
1: Okay, you're going there first. Let's go. Matt Thomas first.
2: Matt Thomas, you What know, about Matt Thomas? I think Matt Thomas, you know, passed up on a couple of threes today. Sure. But he he showed like the ability to kinda of, like take that one dribble in mm-hmm. and, you know, that floater. Yeah, yeah. Looks all right. And he can get a um, shot off the glass. He can, he can hit a shot off the glass, so yeah. not just a three-point shooter. Um, and the other thing is, you know, a couple of nice passes too. Yeah, the playmaking's there, and I feel like he kind of plays under control. Mm. If anything, yeah, I would have yeah. expected him to be a little, lot more selfish, maybe like a Chris Boucher type, where like yep. you know it's a catch and shoot situation every time right. from beyond the arc. If anything, I might actually want Matt to be a little bit more like that, sure, because you know seems like there was a couple opportunities that he passed up on again within the context of a preseason game. Yeah, um, you know that's the one thing you know i love to see him in lineups with some of the core rotation guys you know if they're actually going to find him open in the corners and things yeah, like yeah. that like you know I, feel, I I do feel like again i don't feel like he's going to be like a major rotation piece but i feel like there are probably some minutes there for him
1: yeah i would say the propaganda um, continues the propaganda definitely <laughs> continues but i would say today he had a good game in terms of I think, honestly, to your point about him turning down a couple of shots, like I kind of feel that refreshing, you know what I mean? Like You don't always want to shoot every single time. Like I understand that he's a shooter. He can mm-hmm. take those shots. He has a green light, too, but, like, you know, realistically, you mix it up. You keep the defense honest. Um, I, I also like the playmaking as well. I mean, at one point uh, in the second quarter, I think Matt Thomas came off a curl, drove to the basket, and then dropped a little bounce pass to uh, – de juan hernandez who finished the layup and i heard you saying you know the vision look at the vision and i, I was like i'm not sure if propaganda ends if, if you're aware of the propaganda well, let's but be real like we
2: want matt thomas to be what like a cj miles type or something right
1: even less like even, even less. less yeah like
2: i mean like 10 minutes off the bench yeah like but in terms of when he's on the floor like yeah. that's his role right yeah so you know like just come in and and you know Shoot the ball when you're open.
1: Yeah. And I thought today, part of the reason why he got 19 minutes, obviously, was because, you know, literally all the rotation players are out. Um, But also, there was a defensive matchup for him in Chris Dunn, who, like, Chris Dunn just can't shoot whatsoever. And so, it was easier for Thomas to sort of, you know, subsist and actually sort of be passable defensively. I guess, in terms of other lineups, like, it'll be a little bit more difficult. Um, But, yeah, I mean, really, it's just the defense that holds him back. Everything else I kind of like about his game. Um, I want you know, it, it seems like he has that sort of catch-and-shoot, especially off two screens. Mm-hmm. You know, he can shoot while in motion, mm-hmm. which it is, isn't quite at a J.J. Redick level. But, I mean, Redick is also, like, one of the greatest collegiate scorers of all time. And also, he's been in the league for, like, a dozen-plus years now. So, um, that's something nice to see with Thomas. And that's something he has to do. Because you're not – if you're this good of a shooter, mm-hmm. you are not only – going to be taking like set open shots like you need to be taking leaning shots you know in the air floating different situations on the move and uh if he hits those i mean it's not bad i mean obviously everyone's joking on the 99 percent, but five out of ten today and two of five from three uh 12 points off the bench in 19 minutes that's pretty solid yeah no you'll take that og
2: yes that should have been the first one but the propaganda continues
1: i was yeah i was gonna say yeah you gotta (laughs) you gotta lock down that uh gig as matt thomas's agent um yeah, OG was uh, was good, man. I mean, yeah. definitely the best Raptor on the floor. Mm. Um, very complete two-way game. Defensively, we know what OG can do, but I thought offensively, it was a situation where n- normally OG would have offense created for him. And today, OG had to create a lot of his own offense. And usually that leads to some, uh, you know, questionable results. Like, when I saw him in the first quarter, I think he ran, like, two and rolls. Both of them turned into turnovers. I was like, this is this is not going to go well. But I feel like he really calmed down. And, you know, maybe not running pick and rolls is his best um, usage because he doesn't have the handle to create. But I, I did like, you know, him driving to the basket. I thought him getting matched up. As a power forward against someone like Laurie Markkinen, he really took it to Markkinen a couple of times. Even when he had Thaddeus Young, who was uh, the Bulls' third big, when Thaddeus, Thaddeus Young came in. Like, Thaddeus Young is a pretty good defender. Um, and he's a pretty versatile guy. And OG was able to drive and, and score and finish. You know, he got, he got to the free throw line. I thought the spin move was really nice for him. Yeah. I mean, something he showed last season, but... Um, He's very very strong when he spins, right? So, so, even though there might be a defender in the way, maybe someone slides over, he can sort of still blow past that and still get a shot off. Um, He's not always in control, and I don't think he has the greatest um, footwork there. But at the same time, still looks a little sloppy
2: sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: it's awkward. It's a little leaning. It's a little Rondé Hollis Jefferson ish. But like, you know, he's getting the shot off, and he's a very reliable finisher on the basket.
2: He is because he's you know we, we we say he's a little bit out of control, but like around the basket and stuff, I feel like like that's where he, he's kind of really in control in, in those situations. Like he plays to his own speed, and like preseason games again, like if you're out there playing against like second, third stringers, you want to stand out a little bit. Yeah, and yep. OG did. Yep, and I guess like I don't know. Maybe my question for you is like you know if we project this to like the regular season and when he starts playing with guys like Mark, Kyle, and Pascal, how many shots do you think you're looking at? like OG getting like each game you look at you are you looking at like 10 to 12 shots even that
1: no I don't think 10 to 12 and it's nothing against OG I just think that like uh, there are guys right now in the rotation that are a little bit more capable offensively um, I don't think he's as dynamic with his offense like he can't really do much uh, in terms of shooting off the move Off the you know like he has to be a standstill shooter so that limits kind of the attempts he gets um, you know he's getting obviously a, a fair share of transition buckets and things like that but you know
2: so uh, not like a heavily featured offensive nah, he's like a
1: fourth. He's like a fourth option. But, I mean, at the same time, like, he can be an effective fourth option, especially mm-hmm. if he defends. Honestly, it's really just with the defense and knocking down threes. If he does a little bit more than that, then everything else is kind of gravy. And I thought one other thing that was really good about OG's game today was the playmaking. Like, yep. he's always been a guy who – Although he doesn't really have the ability to break down his man, he does seem to have a good awareness of where everyone is on the floor mm-hmm. and how he impacts everyone else. Because he always had a couple of moments in this, as a rookie where I'm like, whoa, look at him driving to the basket and a little dish down, down low for the dunk or something like that. He always had a little bit of playmaking juice. And today I me mean, at four assists and twenty seven minutes. I mean, look, man. Yeah no Nick did, Nick
2: did call that out as a positive after the game. So and that's the other thing. Like, we talk about all these guys. Like, even if you're, like, a third, fourth option. And, again, like, if you're a third or fourth option, like, having that playmaking is very important too, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, that's how you can contribute. People always want to look at points and shot attempts and all that stuff. Yep, yep, yep. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could have a larger conversation about OG, but, like, he looked good today. And, you know, I think he's going to be a steady player this season.
1: Yeah, and, I, I, again, I don't think we should expect this from him every night because there's no way he's expected to create this much offense for himself every night. But uh, I think this is encouraging, and it's sort of a reminder of, like, why there is promise behind OG, right? Like, I don't think there is – the expectation that he's going to take some sort of Pascal-style leap is too much, I Even think.
2: Pascal himself said, like, let's not yeah. put that on him. Yeah. He's like, bro, please. <laughs> bro, Just because I did it. Yeah, I'm negotiating a max contract right now. Like, yeah, like, like
1: relax, like, man. There's no room for OG. <laughs> Trade him for Bill? No, I'm good. <laughs> uh no, I, I liked I liked what OG. It's brought, like kind of right?
2: like you know how people are always like oh like if Aaron Gordon would just accept that he could just be kind of like a three and D guy and not be like a feature score. Sure, that would be like the best version of him. I guess it's kind of like OG this season. It's like focus more on making an impact on defense, yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of contributing what you can on offense, right? Exactly. So that's probably the best version that the Raptors want.
1: Yeah, I mean, as a rookie, OG took four point seven shots per game last season, and went up to six. I don't think it goes past, like, 7.5 this year. Yeah. And, you know, that's okay, though. That's Again, he's, he's just there to convert and, I think, uh, like, open opportunities. And I think, honestly, he did he made the most of it. And if he can drive occasionally on, on yeah. close and stuff like that, that's where the sort of development on offense is. But he's not going to break out into some sort of superstar. But I, I liked what he brought today for sure. Yep. Um, that's about, probably about it, man. That's it. It's a tough game.
2: Your boy Kanate had a nice dunk at the end.
1: Why is he my boy? Because you mention him every time we t- we chat. All right. Well, he was a plus 12 in five minutes. Uh, oh, I don't I'm think profited. he was actually the reason for that. But uh, it was nice to see. I think his teammates really uh, like him because it seemed like every single time he got a shot up. They were very excited. They were yeah. jumping off the bench and stuff like that. I mean, he took a corner three, he missed, but uh, he dunked down low. He also seemed very fired up himself. So yeah. I like a bench guy with energy, man. If you're going to come off the bench, you got to deliver some energy. Uh, Brissette. I like Brissette. He was okay. O'Shea. Yeah. Yeah. Number 12 with the arm sleeve. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Chris Boucher? No, that's not him. Yeah. No, um, no, I meant, do you want to talk about Chris Boucher?
1: Oh, yeah. You know what? Honestly, Boucher did good things. Yeah. And, like, um, he, he he puts up numbers, which is good, but, like, when you watch him play, it just looks like it's always garbage time for him. Like, when is he going to yeah. be, like, make serious yeah, contributions. Like he plays, he plays minutes.
2: all his minutes. Like it's just garbage time. Yeah, like he's just playing pickup or something. Yeah. So here's what Nick said after the game, and you can react to this. So he was asked, you know, how Boucher did today and what, what his chances are of like being a regular in the rotation. And you know, he mentioned like he likes his aggressiveness on offense, but the two things he pointed out that he's concerned about is rebounding, yeah, and also whether he can finish around the basket because in the NBA. It's way harder than the G League because guys are just bigger and taller. What do you think about that? Are those the things that kind of like you think is holding him back from maybe challenging for, you know, the eighth or ninth spot, whatever it might be?
1: I think rebounding definitely is important. Part of the thing with him rebounding is that he chases a lot of blocks. Hmm. So he's constantly leaving his feet. And so he's not really in position to rebound as much. Yeah, he just doesn't
2: seem like a very, like, I mean, polished or like disciplined player, you know? Yeah. Like he's
1: just out there, like floating. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, and I know he has good like rebounding stats in the G League, but sure. I don't think this is something that translates to this yeah. level. I, I consistently see him getting outworked and, and whatever for rebounds. And yeah. Part of that is also he's real skinny. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think for a player like
2: him, like you just have to establish something, right? Yeah. Like like you you have to be bringing some sort of consistent value
1: on the court. And right now, what is he bringing? Like, well, he brings energy and he brings aggressiveness. But sure. I also think aggressiveness in this in his case. Is kind of detrimental. Like he's aggressive to a fault. Like I, I don't think he's selfish, but it, it feels very much like he's out there trying to get numbers, get his points. Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's like and he it's doesn't like, yeah.
2: pass. Yeah, it's just, like if you're gonna bring him off the bench for scoring, you want to be able to rely on him for that. Yeah, and you can't really rely on him for that either, right? Because yeah. the offense is not gonna run through him. Yeah. So,
1: but here's the thing: is like I feel like he has enough skills now that he can contribute to certain things in the basketball for like in today for example, right? It wasn't all bad. He had eleven points, four of nine shooting, he hit a three, he got two steals, four blocks in twenty minutes. That's pretty good activity generally speaking. He had a very impressive block on Zach Lavini, like literally like sat him down Mm -hmm. with the block. Um, but literally on that same play, so he blocks Levine, gets the rebound, pushes the break, and like there's like five chances for him to pass to anybody else, yeah. but he forces it, and I think it just ends up being a ball out of bounds. And yeah, it's I think just like it was
2: Matt Thomas like running on the wing yeah. with him on that play, and anybody would have made that pass, right? Yeah,
1: so you would have definitely made that pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I might have
2: tried to dunk on someone preseason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It, it, to me, he feels like a player that's still a bit away mm-hmm. from being able to kind of play a regular role.
1: But. Yeah. I just don't see why he needs to press the way he does. Like, you know what I mean? Like to force himself yeah. to get numbers cuz there's just no need for. it. Like if you look at it, the Raptors need four bigs on the roster. Right. You have Mark, you have Serge, you have Pascal. Those obviously those three are going to take up most of the minutes. Yeah, and then there's a huge drop off. But then there's, there has to be a fourth guy. Yeah. And besides Boucher, who is that guy? DeWan is not ready. Right. So, it's going to be Boucher. So, even though his contract's unguaranteed at the moment, I don't think he needs to worry too much. Like he doesn't need to play in this fashion to get some numbers. Like he's, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't doesn't matter. He's already proven he can get numbers. Like, literally, he was a G League MVP. Yeah,
2: and there's nothing more he can do at that level, so... Yeah, so just focus
1: on, like, what you can do to contribute at an NBA level into a winning organization.
2: No, I still think it's going to take a little bit of time, so...
1: Uh, McCaw?
2: Yeah, I think he had a dunk in the first half. Two points. That was the dunk, yeah. (laughs) All right.
1: Malcolm Miller. You like Malcolm Miller? You know what? Malcolm Miller... He
2: can shoot it, you know. Nice end of the bench piece. One for four. I hope I hope Malcolm, wow, just exposing me. <laughs> no, I mean, I should really have a box score. Uh, only I have the box but score. But I mean, how many spots are left? I think there's three end of the bench spots, right?
1: Yeah, we're talking about Like the roster best guys? spots,
2: yeah. Like roster spots.
1: I mean, I guess I could keep Miller. Again, he has another guy who's on an unguaranteed thing, so yeah. he has some things to play for. I just feel like he doesn't get involved enough.
2: Like if it's down to Malcolm Miller and Cameron Payne, who are you kidding? Oh, taking? God.
1: Can, can What's I, can, your assessment
2: on campaign? Give let, your let, two, see the,
1: let me see the free agent pool again, man. Come on, your, that can't be give it.
2: Your, give your 30-second spiel on campaign's preseason. This guy made some terrible decisions. It's terrible. It's the, the tough. M- the amount of times it's tough.
1: someone is opening in the it's corner, tough. on the strong side corner, but he decides to drive into traffic <laughs> and force it over four guys to pass. Not good. You know campaign not is
2: not good when preseason will coming off a championship is getting a little bit flustered. I, honestly, he's, no, he's
1: getting a little flustered. Nothing right? else about this game bothered me other than Chris Boucher shooting every single time he touched the ball and campaign, making horrendous decisions. You are a point guard. You need to make good decisions to run and facilitate the offense. One for seven with four turnovers in 18 minutes is bad. It's That's just straight bad. up bad. Then
2: you'd rather just go with like Isaiah Taylor. And, and I don't want to go
1: with Isaiah Taylor either because yeah. I feel like he's also not
2: very good. So Terrence Davis – We've got to fast track this Terrence Davis situation.
1: Honestly, if you need a third point guard, just keep McCaw there as your third point guard. Yeah. McCaw's already guaranteed a contract. That's Nothing tough, you can really bro. do about it. Yeah. Davis, I feel like, could use a little bit more G League time. Yeah. Just sort of like polish off the that's edges tough. a little bit. Man, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. If you're looking at the end of the roster here, like a lot of these guys aren't really going to feature much. But like to my point about Miller, like if you look at a guy like Thomas, right? So Matt Thomas got 10 shots in 19 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, and he made a couple of nice passes, and like that. Miller playing 17 minutes with the starters gets five shots off, yeah. right, so half, and doesn't have a single assist. What I mean is, like, if even though you are a shooter, you can still move around. You can still make things happen. I don't really get the sense that Malcolm Miller is a guy that is dynamic in a way that Thomas can be dynamic, even though he's bigger no, and probably as good of a shooter. But, you know yeah. what I mean? Like,
2: Wow. You're starting to lean towards the Matt Thomas propaganda. Yeah, propaganda. Just a little bit. The propaganda continues. This is how it happens. Uh, can we talk about Stanley Johnson?
1: Yeah, Stanley's a little bit.
2: Okay. I, are you surprised like i felt like he i thought coming into training camp and preseason he might get like a like a longer look with whether it was like the starters mm-hmm. or like the rotation guys but it seems like Nick's been bringing him along with just like the second unit he, and the third, third unit, unit third like, unit. you know yep. the third unit and like that surprised me a little bit yeah i thought i thought at least he was gonna get a chance to maybe even maybe get into the conversation for like a starting spot but
1: well I'm I mean, not Right now it just seems like he lacks confidence. Yeah. Like every time he gets he's a lot of times he's played in all three uh preseason games, he played in the intro squad which are there for um yeah, he gets the ball, he's open. He f- kind of pump fakes but doesn't really sell the fake so no one really is moving and then he doesn't shoot and then he jab steps and then he swings the ball. Mm-hmm. That's not a good outcome for the offense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even though he's not a good shooter, like, he's a career 29% shooter, he needs to at least shoot a couple of those. He went one for two today, which is fine. Yeah. I don't even mind if he's one for four. Like, just keep, you just shoot the ball when you got to shoot the ball. Because he's not good enough to create consistently every time. Yeah. He might be another guy where
2: it's just, he's got to just bring his value on defense. Sure. And that's it. Yeah. It's tough.
1: I I don't mind. I mean, he could do a couple more things. I feel like they can use him in a pick and roll a little bit more just to get him downhill. He does have a bit of a handle, which is good. Um, that's probably the best asset in his game right now, aside yeah. from defense, is that he has a handle to go with his size. Not a great finisher on the basket, which is a little weird because he gets there. Yeah. But um, at least, yeah, you can put him in the pick and roll. He seems like an okay pass. I don't mind him. I don't mind Ronde. He gets involved. Yeah. Try well, to He Rondé's limits fine. sort of his limitations. I think I
2: slandered Ronde last time I was on this pod. So. What would you say about Ronde? I, I don't know. I think I said it was going to be waived by Christmas. Or wow. <laughs> or I said that off air to you.
1: Oh, wow. Well, it's no, on there now. Yeah,
2: but I'm but I'm taking that back. I'm rescinding it. Rondé makes things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what you want from some of these guys. Like, I just yeah. want Stanley Johnson to, like, make some things happen, you know? Exactly, exactly. Like, you can't be out there playing, like, six minutes and just be, like, invisible.
1: Yeah. Oddly enough, Stanley Johnson in 21 minutes today had five points and four assists. I, don't, I didn't notice no. the four assists, but,
2: yeah. Yeah,
1: anyways. Uh, Hernandez got 11 rebounds. That was cool. Damn. Yeah. He needs a little bit. He needs to be stronger with the ball, though. Yeah. A couple times he gets the ball down low. He should finish. He doesn't finish. He's a little He's skinny. Another right guy now.
2: they'll just put through the G League system for a year yep. and see what happens, right?
1: All right, it's come to that point in the podcast where we have to do three stars. We're doing
2: this for preseason.
1: We, we do it every single game. This is the beauty of the Raptors Reaction Podcast. The beauty. It's hardcore. Number one star. Number one star, Matt Thomas. All right, controversial decision, Matt Thomas. It's a propaganda number one star for sure. 12 points, uh, 5 of 10 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3. One rebound, two assists. Um. Many other beautiful looks that weren't finished by his teammates. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of potential assists. Yeah. A lot of key passes, as they say. Um, <laughs>
2: is there a stat for
1: that? No, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a football term. <laughs> the
2: Matt Thomas assist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Matt Thomas assist is... Uh, it's just any time he passes the ball. Wow.
2: Also, they gotta stop letting. Yo, know, Nick had him inbound as the inbounder yeah, and a quarter well, possession to Cameron Payne for for a corner three, which you know sailed nine feet wide. It was bad. Like I know it's a preseason game, but Well, you, know,
1: you want your shooter not to be what, inbounding. That makes a lot what of I'm sense. That's
2: all I'm saying, man. Yeah. that's all I'm saying. Jim Boylan would have wouldn't have done that.
1: Wow. <laughs> okay, all right. We're Jim slandering Nick. Boylan would never. Jim Boylan's a clown. Yo, I remember him last <laughs> season. I put in one of my ten things where it was like. Throwaway game in March. There was like they the Raptors. Right? The Raptors were like up twelve timeout, yeah. with like a less than a minute left, and yeah. he called a timeout. Teachable, to run a play. teachable, lesson. and then he laughed. side afterwards, he's like, yeah. "Yeah, it's a teachable moment teachable like, moment." Yeah, yo, just let the game. Down, really man. thinks
2: he's like coaching grade eleven. So this
1: man's head That's is wild. shaped. The whole team like smooth. demanded, a,
2: didn't they, like the whole team like demand a trade or something. Yeah, yeah, they or, had like to have they a walked l- out.
1: They yeah. basically formed a union on, on, within the own <laughs> team. They unionized. <laughs> they unionized on against the
2: team. their own coach. <laughs> and this is like That's like a wild. week after
1: he took over, and he made the runs like sprints two days after a back to back. It seems like okay now, though. I don't know. Well, they play real hard. Uh, yeah. We'll see if playing hard, aside from preseason, really works. But, you know, yeah. they had a couple guys in yeah, their team was. that intrigued me. Number
2: one star was Matt Thomas. Sure.
1: All right. Number two star, which is the real number one star in this case, OG Nanobi. 15 points, four assists, 5-9 and shooting. Uh, this is the best 15-point performance I've seen. <laughs>
2: wow. Wow. <laughs> in a while. Wow. Maybe it was because everyone else wow. in this game was
1: kind of unwatchable. Yo. But um, Number okay.
2: three star, con- another controversial pick coming. All right. Herbie Kuhn. okay, <laughs> with the Tomas Satoransky drop. Yeah, yeah he you know, was ready. Yeah. You know, Midseason form.
1: It's preseason for everybody, man. Yeah. But it's it, her, that's that's regular season. Yeah, playoff form. No, Herbie for, showed uh, for up. Herbie,
2: Herbie showed up. So give All him a star.
1: All right, Herbie gets a third star. Sure, Let's why go. not, man? That's. I mean, honestly, he was probably better than some of the Raptors tonight. Uh, in terms of the Gerald Henderson Award for the player that unexpectedly lit up the Raptors, yeah. I would have to say that was uh, rookie point guard Colby White. Colby White looked good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hair is even from where we sat, where we sat in the uh, media gondola, which is like in line with like the banners.
2: Yeah, six hundred level.
1: Uh, yep, yep.
2: Views from the six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, <laughs> even from there, uh, his hair was was massive. But um, yeah,
2: no stylish player. No, he's. He was He'll good. he will be fun to watch.
1: 18 points on six or sixteen yeah. shooting. It was he was a lot hotter uh, until this fourth quarter hit where he shot like 0 for six or something like that. It mm-hmm. felt like he missed a bunch of threes. But yeah, I mean he can play. He's quick. Yeah. He you beat Terrence be, Davis
2: gonna, line, in a line drive. You gonna be watching the Bulls
1: this season or what? Uh, actually, you know what? I drafted a uh, what's his name Thomas Adaranski. Yeah. And uh, Thaddeus Young with two of my last picks in my draft. Wow. So. Yeah, I think Sardar has a got real some solid veteran
2: team. leadership on your fantasy. team. Azmeh could Satoranski really make nice, a starting man. lineup. Yeah, he's better than. Why like did Chris the Wizards Dunn. let him go? Because they paid John Wall ninety million a year. Yep, yeah,
1: to do the doggy. All right. Um, yeah, I like Kobe White though, but uh, yeah, that's that that that's that's about it. Oh, and the uh, the Patrick Patterson one. I mean, I don't know,
2: man. Pat McCall. I think we should just. Yo, can you rebrand this to the Pat McCall, the award.
1: Pat McCall Award for the player that sh- played twenty <laughs> plus minutes, but uh, only had two points. Yeah, that, that's yeah. It was it was McCall today, man. Yeah, let's just. get I into hope he's McCall. okay though. He he apparently got hurt or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. Nick didn't have an update after. <laughs> oh sorry. really? Where we?
1: Nick Nurse wasn't like pressing uh, Alex McKechnie for the MRI <laughs> MRI results immediately after the game. Yeah. McKechnie's life must be so much more chill this season. Yeah, seriously. Um, you know what? Actually, no, never mind. I take the back. I give it to Cameron Payne. Yeah, you don't know. That. Okay, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's got to go yeah. to Cameron Payne, no, man. Come on, man. What is what? Uh, yeah. yeah, he always looks like he's running sideways. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: It just in the wrong direction. Every time. But you know what the crazy thing is he would cook us. Oh, oh! <laughs> like there's actually, no question I, about this. I would love. What are we talking about. I man? would love to watch campaign versus Will Lou. Yeah, no, there's, there's nothing there. It's, <laughs> but uh, you, yeah, your trash talk would be sick though. Uh, yeah, listen, you might break them down mentally. I, I
1: doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it.
2: Um, I just always have to remind mind people. You know, like
1: these are NBA players. We're oh, slandering. No, listen, you know, every single these, every single one of the players I <laughs> yeah. played tonight, except for Cristiano Felicio, would dominate me in a game. Okay. <laughs> Felicio, I don't know.
2: Yo, let's get a campaign to show up to the Raptors Republic three on
1: three. Uh, he'd he have, he have to come off the bench for Assad. That's Yo, for sure. He'd have to fly back to Toronto. He's coming back off the oh, bench. Man. No, he's taking the he's taking the uh, Uber from Hershey's Fine Foods. Oh, actually, the, the well, I guess they changed that now. It's, it's the Paramount Fine yeah. Foods Center now. Uh, before we go, we got a plug. Run it back.
2: Run it back. We'll be back this Wednesday. Wednesday.
1: It it should come out on Wednesdays.
2: Yeah wednesdays every week so this week we're doing our season preview episode yes so we won't spoil it but you know we're gonna have five major questions about the raptors Mm -hmm. that we want answers to that we're curious about we're gonna make our predictions and yeah um you know you should tell your listeners if they ever want to toss us ideas because we want to do some we want to do some throwback episodes too like we we definitely want to service the fans by doing a weekly show talking about the current topics and everything but Mm -hmm. We also acknowledge that, you know, on a, on a slow week, if they're playing like the Hornets and the Hawks, yeah, like it's yep. gonna be hard to pull storylines. And yep, for sure, we wanted to devote entire episodes to like past playoff series. We were talking about doing something about like top five all time Raptors killers. Yep, yep, yep. Maybe That's like you know, celebrate Masai Ujiri's like top five moves. Sure, that should be like top twenty
1: best and worst uh, draft. Pick, Raptors, best and draft, worst Raptors. worst Raptors draft picks. That one I'm really excited about because yeah. there's some really bad ones. Joey Graham. We, the Raptors got the number one pick, and we picked Andrea Bargnani. The yeah. number one pick.
2: Yeah, we could do a whole Bargnani episode, like because you were talking about doing commercials too, right? Yeah, we could yeah. fold
1: that all in. The worst Raptors commercials. Yeah. That's another one, or the cheesiest ones, because yeah. there's a lot of bad yeah. Raptors. We
2: want to do a whole episode about Vince Carter, because Will was like born in 2003. Apparently, I never
1: watched Vince. I was, <laughs> I was, I was in communist China. You know, we weren't, we weren't watching that. <laughs> we, we...
2: Basketball questions only.
1: Wow. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. So,
2: we're yeah, we're looking to do some fun stuff this season. I know we dropped one episode. Um, you should check it out. We should definitely check that we're out. We're going to get on more of a consistent weekly schedule. Yep, for sure. And just trying to do, like, original entertaining content, you know? Right. It's yeah. our boss's favorite weekly Raptor show, and we're trying to make it yours, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: That's that's a great way to sell it. No, but seriously though, it's a uh, it's a good show. Um, it's very authentic. We
2: want to make it like inclusive and like fun, you know, for, exactly for the yeah, fans. Yeah. Like for real, it's like there's I don't think that's of, I don't like, think that's cliche organic, to say, fun. like you know. No, there's not. Like, a- I legit want to when I'm sitting there and like recording it with you. Like I want. Like, I'm always trying to be mindful of, like, what would what would I want to watch? Or what would yeah. fans, like, you know?
1: You want to watch two Asian dudes, yeah. one of which is holding <laughs> chopsticks for the entire episode for no apparent reason. Yeah, like, I've yeah, yeah. I've got,
2: like, seven divorce jokes. Like, yeah, I pre-write my
1: scripts. Yeah. All right, well. Will does it naturally. Really so. letting the cat out of the bag here. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that does for the podcast. So, yeah, look for Run It Back. It's going to be on the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page. The yep. first episode that we shot in Quebec City is up. Um, and, yeah, so look Back out for next week. It's back this week. It's going to come out every week on Wednesdays, so look for that. Um, but in the meantime, Alex, thank you for sitting through this. Let's uh, go visit our families now for Thanksgiving. Like and, back home uh, or? <laughs> sign off? Oh no, not that. We don't. We don't do Thanksgiving. We do Chonchogia. Uh, wow. Yeah. I don't know what you just said. Yeah, the the, the mid autumn festival. It's the same thing. Every 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 culture has the same thing. You like collect all the things that you farmed. It's usually in like whatever like October November ish, and you eat. Every, every, every Uber eats a turkey. (laughs) All right. Well, enjoy that. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years.